The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The horses are at the gate. And they're off! Welcome to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, Ed Meyer. And good evening and welcome to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. Thank you for taking the time to join us each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, talking about the sport of kings. 16 days and counting this week. I cannot believe 16 days. Incredible. I am excited. This week we're having the Coolmore Lexington last-ditch chance to get in. You're going to see some runners down there, and they're going to be trying their hearts out because the bottom of the barrel there, that means the end of the graded earnings scale, there's some space. And the last win the Derby from the Coolmore Lexington was charismatic. Kentucky Derby 135, 16 days away. Cannot wait. So you need to start watching the works, the blogs, and how things are shaping up. And definitely do all the reading and studying you can. Do not formulate an opinion just yet. Still a little bit early, so don't be, don't be feeling like you've got to make your decision right now. Because there are some that definitely need a second and third look. What is happening tonight? We're going to do a recap of last week's races. We're going to talk about the biggins. That's right. The big hits from winningponies.com. They've been on fire in Fuego. News from the wide, wide world of racing. This week's special guest, Jockey. Docky Soap star from Jockeys and all-around competitor, rider Chantel Sutherland. She's going to be calling in. be a whole lot of fun. She's a ball of energy. I think you're going to love it. Dangerous Dan and his weekend plan. This guy's been okay. When I say okay, if I give him too much credit, his head is able to swell, but he's been on fire. Final furlong handicapping for the weekend with yours truly. So with that being said, let's talk about last week's races. In fact, if you weren't paying attention, let me get you caught up to speed. Papa Clam wore down even money favorite old-fashioned to win Saturday's $1 million Arkansas Derby and general quarters upset the $750,000 Toyota Bluegrass at Keeneland by beating Hold Me Back by Half a Length as the already complex Kentucky Derby pictures acquired still more pixels. The Bluegrass General Quarters, start with that. A. Barcoa for owner-trainer Thomas McCarthy bided his time in the middle of the Bluegrass pack, came around the turn, then hits another gear, passing the early speed to take command. Kentucky-bred son of Sky Mesa then held off Hold Me Back, which won the $500,000 lanes in a turfway by a length and a half. Masson finished third as the nine furlongs went in 149-1. and one. Mafaz, who earned a berth in the Kentucky Derby through this year's English qualifier, 
was never a factor. Never a factor in the bluegrass. Finishing eighth. There goes JoJo, promising derby prospect in Florida. Faded badly to the all-weather service to finish ninth. McCarthy, here's the feel-good story of the year. McCarthy, a retired high school teacher from Louisville, claimed general quarters last May for $20,000. He has won twice since then. The other victory coming in the Sam F. Davis at Tampa Bay Downs. He was fifth in the Tampa Bay Derby. Asked if he ever thought he might have a Derby contender. McCarthy said, I was hoping general quarters might be, because it's his only horse in training. He's got one horse. Mr. McCarthy, hats off to you. He trained like a champion all week, McCarthy said, and after that breeze last week, five furlongs and 58-1, and one, I knew we had him right where we wanted him. I think he exhibited the tenacity to go on to the Derby. Koa, who rode the colt for the first time, said he noticed General Quarters had traffic problems in the Tampa Bay Derby, but Mr. McCarthy just told me to run his ways. Without traffic, I know he's going to show up today. Boy, did he ever. Wow. Incredible. General Quarters now on the big scene. Papa Clem taking the $1 million Arkansas Derby under Raphael Bejarano. Old-fashioned. Going to be put on the shelf. More on that a little bit later. In the Kentucky Oaks scene, Dream Play led from gate to wire on Saturday's $150,000 comely at Aqueduct. Finishing five and a half lengths ahead of runner-up. Don't forget, Gil, hold on to your dream, finish third. Very nice. Last week, Forever Together rallied from well back to win Saturday's $200,000 Jenny Wiley stakes for Phillies and Mares of Rutherian. Kiss with a twist, finish third. Very, very nice. Running indeed. It's always beautiful down at Keeneland. Speaking of Kentucky Derby 135, here is the graded earnings through 413. Mafaz, John Gosden, it was not available at the time of print. Regal Ransom, 1.2 million. Pioneer of the Nile, 1.193. Not bad. A million one hundred ninety-three thousand. Square Eddie seven hundred seventy-four thousand. I want revenge seven hundred seventy-four thousand. Papa Clem seven hundred sixty thousand. Pretty nice little run the Arkansas Derby, I should say. New dimension. Desert Party six hundred forty-one thousand. I think they might have something here from the desert this year. Quality Road James Jerkin six hundred thousand dollars. Quarter crack and all. General Quarters Thomas McCarthy. $595,000. Friesian Fire, $570,000. Musket Man, $485,000. Terrain, out. Hold Me Back, $438,000. Westside Bernie, $385,000. Chocolate Candy, $370,000. Win Willie, $230,000. Giant Oak, $169,000. Now considering the Derby once again. Dunkirk, $150,000, Charitable Man, $150,000, Flying Private, $124,000, Mr. Hot Stuff, $114,000, Summer Bird, $100,000, Join in the Dance, $90,000, Just a Coincidence, seventy-five. dollars Hello Broadway, $63,000, and Geronimo, $24,000. So the Coolmore Lexington can be a last-ditch effort to boost up for the graded earnings. This is your last chance, boys and girls.
We're going to talk about biggins. Let's start with Friday, April 10th. 75 total biggins. Winning the heap, Remington Park race number one, a super key, 20,373.40. Right behind Laurel races 6 through 9, a pick four, 15,391.20. Not a bad Friday indeed. And then we go on, and we have a heap load on Saturday, April 11th, 133 total biggins. Winning the day, Evangeline Downs race 10, a superfecta, 9,104.60. Then on the Sunday, April 12th, 32 total biggins. Sunland Park race number four, superfecta key, $2,620 and 60 cents. Can't forget the 60 cents. And then we go to Monday, April 13th, 26 total biggins. Hawthorne wins the race of the day, superfecta, 1,863 even, right behind a turf paradise. Race 5, a Superfecta, $1,094 and 80 whopping cents. Tuesday, April 14th, 42 total biggins. Will Rogers Downs. Race number 9, a Superfecta key, 12632 20 Not a bad day's work at old Will Rogers Downs. Wednesday, April 15th, 49 total biggins. Santa Anita Race 8, Super High 5 Box, 1276 20 Right behind a Tampa Bay Downs. Race number 6. Superfecta Key, 1,188.60. And in race 10 of Tampa Bay, Superfecta Key, 1,052 even. Tampa Bay was hot on Wednesday. Thursday, April 16th, 17 total biggins. Rounding out the card, how about Golden Gate? Race number five, super high five, 4,494.20. Not a bad day's work. Good stuff if you can get it. So, okay, we talked about what was happening last week. We talked about graded earnings. We talked about the biggins. Got a couple of things to let you in on, if you've been under a rock, that is. Julian Le Peru to ride general quarters. Four-time Churchill Downs riding champions Julian Le Peru named to ride for owner Tom McCarthy and the Toyota Bluegrass Stakes winner general quarters. Julian Leiprut, this guy can flat-out ride. McCarthy picks him up. 25-year-old native of St. Lee, France, would ride his gray son of Sky Mesa in the Derby. McCarthy named Leiprut to the mount after he became frustrated by a lack of a commitment or communication from Jackie Abarcoa, who rode the cold in the bluegrass. Coa, he also rides Musket Man. Julian Leiprut, I'd take him any day of the week. This guy can flat-out horseback. And he's tearing Keeneland apart right now. The 72-year-old McCarthy, a retired educator and former principal at three Louisville, Kentucky high schools, has a long relationship with Steve Bass. That's Lay Peru's agent. And he was a former student of McCarthy's at Louisville Seneca High School. Lay Peru's success at Churchill has also been a selling point for McCarthy, for McCarthy and the rest of the world, that is. That's a big thing, McCarthy said. He's been riding here, he knows the track, and I can get through talking to him, and we'll have a plan we'll use in the Derby. Does that sound like a principal's office or what? He's going to call Julian, they're going to get together, they're going to make it up, and they are going to have a plan. I love the way General Quarters is coming along. He's a two-sided coin, and it's only coming up heads. Tom McCarthy wins this year's Cinderella story. Each and every year, there's brand new faces, and there are stories galore. But this guy is captivating the world. He has one horse in his barn. Just one. Health kept him out of it. His wife said, 
put it on the shelf, let's retire, let's lay back, but he still has more work to do. I love it. So there you have it. What's happening last week, our biggins, everything that is going on. In our next segment, you are definitely going to want to stay tuned. Many people have inquired about this. We have jockey, docu-soap star, and all-around competitor, rider. Gontel Sutherland is going to be this week's special guest on Winning Ponies. So be sure to stay tuned for more. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Duty, freedom, country, family. They're the values that make America strong and what our armed forces are fighting to defend. While many talk about these ideals without action, they are just empty words. If you think America's military families deserve more, log on to thanksusa.org. It's a great way to thank our troops and give military families the gift of education. Thanksusa.org. Scholarships for America's military families. You can make a difference. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of Horse Stradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back once again to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer, and I'm here each and every Thursday talking about the sport of kings. It is during this segment that Winning Ponies is pleased to have our special guest. No, we are honored to have on as our special guest from Winning Ponies, up-and-coming rider, TV star, and rider to be reckoned with, one Miss Chantel Sutherland. Good evening, Chantel. Hi, how are you? Very well. Thank you for taking time away from your busy schedule to join us. <laughs> It, sure. This, this is the first we've actually had a real TV star. Are <laughs> <laughs> autographs extra? That's all we want to know. Pardon? Uh, no, no, no. Autographs are free. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to ask you a question. Be, as our listeners, they have been really riveted to hear all about you, and they've been watching you on TV. Tell our listeners how a young lady from Winnipeg got into the game of racing. Um, probably from my dad. He, uh, was in, 
he had thoroughbred horses, and he was an owner. And my sister started off show jumping and eventing, and we had a farm. And when I was four, my dad put me on my first horse. And then I started show jumping and the dressage, and then uh, as a summer job, I was working on a farm and was galloping thoroughbreds. And then um, after college, my dad said I could be a jockey, but not before that. Well, it sounds like Dad gave some very sound advice. Uh, school first, young lady. School first. But yeah. there's a theme that I keep hearing of of you very successful riders, and all the Hall of Fame riders say the same things, that they were very athletic. And you mentioned jumping. Were there any other sports that you were, uh, that you were uh, involved in that actually may have helped you and prepared you for riding thoroughbreds? Yeah. When I went away, my dad sent me away to boarding school, and uh, during that time I race downhill, and I also played field hockey for the Ontario team and tried it for the Junior World Cup team, and I played for my varsity university team as well, and soccer and swimming team, so I did a lot of sports. Did you ever high-stick anybody in hockey? I never high-sticked, but I got a few stitches from a few girls. (laughs) (laughs) In 2001 and two, you were voted Canada's top apprentice jockey. Have there any? Have there been any other female riders to break this glass ceiling? Yes, girls in, breaking it. Yeah, in Canada, a girl named Emma Jane Wilson did. Uh, she won the Eclipse Awards. I won the Sovereign, but the Eclipse Award is awarded in the United States. So after um, I had won the Sovereign, she came. I think uh, a year later, and she was able to surpass what I did, and she was able to win the Eclipse. So she had a fantastic year after after me winning the Sovereign, so it was really good. Well, it sounds like girl power is uh, running rampant in, uh, in Canada, and, you know, I, I, catch, I catch racing from Woodbine, and, and I enjoy watching, especially the grass racing once, because the course looks incredible at Woodbine. Uh, you know, when you're riding on that, is that one of the better uh, grass courses that you've been on? Uh, I think it's an exciting grass course because it's so big and um, you really have to take your time on the straightaways. And then the most exciting part of Woodbine is that the stretch run is so long that there is chances to get out and that long shots can win. Um, it's a really exciting course to ride and to to watch. You know, you, you had talked about long shots and, and you've been dubbed queen of the long shots, I I understand. Yeah, I think Gary Stevens said something like that about me, and uh, that was very nice of him. And um, I love long shots, but I also like favorites, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, it really doesn't matter what the price is, because a uh, competitor such as yourself, when, when, you are, when you're given a moniker by Gary Stevens, uh, I think that is the highest of compliments. And I was going to ask you, who would you say has helped you the most in honing your skills as a rider? Probably Mike. It has to be Mike Smith. Um, he helps, he's helped me, um, at, at this level and Alex Solis has helped me a lot. Um, you know, a lot of the guys we hang around, I listen to them. I'm like a sponge around them. Uh, Aaron Grider, um, you know, like in this, Mike's allowed me to be involved with a lot of pretty interesting trainers like John Sheriff and, you know, to listen to what they have to say. So I've learned a lot in this, you know, time that I've been dating Mike for the past four years. But to start me off, I have to give my credit to Angel Cordero. Angel Cordero. Did he teach you how to keep somebody in on the rail and maybe get a little rough down the lane? 
He did say every time I spoke to him, more aggressive, more aggressive, more aggressive. <laughs> he, he was possibly one of the nicest guys in racing. And, yeah. uh, and he was one of the most aggressive that, that I can remember in, in my time of actually watching the races go around the hoop. He, yeah, he was, he was one, very big on position and being aggressive, 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 and position, position. I believe now, I could be wrong, does he have John Velasquez? Yes, he does. Well, he couldn't be in better hands. Both of them, they they, uh, they make quite a team. Uh, you know, you received another compliment from Alan Gutterman of San Anita, the head of marketing, said you could be the best female rider since Julie Crone. How does that make you feel? Really special. I mean, the longer I've ridden, I realize how much Julie Crone has done and um, how big her shoes are to fill. And she's just done, I mean, she's been leading rider in Jersey and New York and just, that's hard to do for anybody, never mind a woman. And um, I really look up to Julie, so it's a very, very nice compliment. Oh, I, I would say it is. And, you know, the, the best part I like about Julie, she always is so bubbly and effervescent. And, you know, when she actually wants to, she can be, I guess, a voiceover for uh, maybe The Simpsons or other cartoons. She has that little tiny voice, and it, it's, it's just so fitting for her. Yeah, she's really amazing. I met her for the first time during The Legends at Santa Anita. And um, she's very, uh, for a small person, she's very uh, dominant when she came in the girls' room. She basically took it over and um, pushed me right off the bench she sat on. <laughs> and, uh, and, and she was just amazing, though. At first I was like, whoa, she's abrasive. But then when I got to speak to her by myself after, um, she's a really cool person. And she's, uh, she's just really interesting. And I, I really enjoyed meeting her. And I can see why she's a legend, and I can see why she's in the Hall of Fame. She just, she's got that personality, and she adapts to everybody else's personality very well. Little gal, heart of a lion, and quite a competitor. Uh, she taught the boys uh, a lesson on many occasions. Uh, I'm one that uh, I, I would rather see a softer hand in the irons, and uh, some people say that, all uh, well, the girls, they can't stick as hard as the guys, and they won't. I disagree because uh, they, they, they have to try even that much harder. Uh, the comparison, uh, they're like Avis. They have to try harder. There still is a glass <laughs> ceiling involved, and, and, I, and I'm starting to see many more gals are really starting to, uh, to make their names well-known. Now, I've got the blushing point here for you here. Reality documentaries are a big part of racing and viewing in America. Tell our audience what Animal Planet's DocuSub Jockeys is about for you. Well, you know what? Uh, when they approached me, I thought it was a great idea. Uh, when they found out, when I found out it was Go Go Lucky, it was the directors of the show, and they directed The Hills, which I love that show, and it's very popular. And I could see where their target market was, which is a younger generation, and that's what horse racing needs. And also, it needs to, you know, shed a favorable light. And I think that if people could own, like, could see what we do and how we work and how much we love the animals, then maybe they could see how great of a sport it is. And, you know, we've had some, you know, criticisms in the past. And, um, you know, I think as a whole, the seven jockeys that were chosen, we really wanted people to see what racing's really about and, and just how much we love it and how much we love the horses. And uh, I, think, I think we worked hard. I think we did a good job. I think Animal Planet did a fantastic job of, um, trying to understand horse racing and the subculture that exists. So I, I was proud of it. I'm proud to be a part of it. Um, and I, and I, I heard really positive feedback. I know some of the commercials, the spills, were a little um, 
maybe overdone, but I think the point was how dangerous it is to be a jockey. And uh, they also talked a lot about how animals, how, you know, why are we focusing on jockeys in Animal Planet? But really the jockey and the horse together make a team. So I guess that's how, I guess how it all went. And I don't know, I was really happy to be and proud to be a part of it. Well, I'll tell you from a fan's perspective, it has been been elating. And even for the non-fan, I have friends and acquaintances, and they enjoy it as well. And they, they said, you know, it's riveting. It's, uh, it's almost uh, a docu-soap per se, and, and they, they want to follow it week in, week out, and they love it. And, uh, and I have to say, job well done by Animal Planet and by all the participants, which has made it a, a, an incredible hit. It's really shown the behind-the-scenes, what goes on, for you as a rider professionally, you know, as you said, how you communicate with the horses. And, uh, you know, I, I see that how it dovetails right into Animal Planet. When you're aboard, the horse is just isn't running by himself. Actually, you're a partnership. It's, it's 100% a partnership because you're not going to go really far if uh, whomever is uh, taking you to the wire really doesn't want to get there. Yeah, and I think that's the amazing thing about this sport, that women can ride with the men in that, you know, there is an element of strength in, in that we have to be conditioned and we have to have endurance and stamina and balance to stay on a horse. But, um, you know, you know, hitting a horse isn't, isn't such a big deal as more important as wanting the horse to run for you. And I think that that's why we're getting into pillow whips now, which are um, nicer for the horses. And, you know, we don't want to hurt the horses. We want to encourage them to run for us because they're like that. My horse is my team player. Like, him and I are we're on the same team, and we want the same goal, and I don't want to hurt them. I want them to run better next time after this race and better the next time after that race, and I, I want to encourage my horse, and I want my horse to run for me. I don't want to over-aggress them, and, and I think that's where the sport's going, and we're trying to protect them with the tracks right now, and we're trying to do everything possible for the horses so it's better and kinder and, and more loving, and when you see the show, I think you will see how much we love the horses. Well, it comes through, and when you talked about the new whips, uh, actually they're, they're employed down at Keeneland, and they're, they're starting to use these. Some of the riders, it's taking a little time, but I, I think safety being the first and foremost and what's best for the animals, I, I think will go even longer in our sport. And when you hang your boots and your whip up, you'd like to work in racing and or media. Which would it be? Oh, I'd love to work with media. Um but I would love for it to be with racing. But uh, you know what? I'm open to, uh, you know, whatever whatever God has in store for me, and I'm just going to follow my path. And right now it's racing, and maybe it'll be motherhood. Maybe it won't be. Maybe it'll be media. I'm not sure. But um, I just love racing. I love the whole industry, and there's so many avenues that you can work with with racing. And I love, I loved what I did with Animal Planet and, uh, you know, I love reality, but I also love talk shows, and I love Regis and, uh, and, Kel- and Kelly, and, Kelly yeah. and I think something like that would be interest me a lot. I can say, well, you're very engaging, and it's been quite a pleasure to chat with you, but taking a step back away from racing, now this may make you blush a bit. Your beauty has garnered much publicity, featured in Sports Illustrated, a four-page spread in Vogue magazine, People's Magazine, was 100 beautiful people, we will we see you on the runway or modeling pages someday? Oh, I don't know. I think I'm too short. <laughs> but, 
Um, I like, you know, the modeling was really fun. I think it's just a lot of work. So those models work hard. I mean, six, seven hours a day, and you can't really eat much, and um, it's always smiling, and it's fun, but it's not as fun as riding a horse. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I was going to say, it sounds like being a jockey. You have to watch your weight. You have to yeah, be... Yeah, uh... same kind of thing, I guess. <laughs> I don't have to wear as much makeup, but it... It, racing's just so rewarding when you win. It's such a rush when a horse runs for you. It's like being in a wicked, super-fast car and going so fast, it makes you giggle. It's just incredible feeling. Like I, I wish you could bottle it up and sell You'd be a billionaire. Um, but the modeling, I think, I hope that it would just maybe throw me into something to do with, uh, you know, the job after racing. Well, I, I think the future lies right ahead for you. And with that and others that have been watching you, what advice as a professional would you give an aspiring rider who's been following your career? Um, an aspiring rider, just uh, that you need to learn always that you think you know something and every day you're learning something new. Uh, be like a sponge, absorb things, and truly believe in yourself. And when someone says that you can't do something, um, those are just, points in your life to trigger you to move forward and to move and to be stronger and never let anyone ever, you know, slow down your dream or, or take away anything from you. Believe in yourself and, like, never give up, ever, 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 even in a race. When you think your horse is finished, they may not be. Just keep trying, keep trying, keep working at it. You can be whatever you want, and uh, I truly believe that, and I truly believe that anybody can be the best. And, Chantel, I believe that you may be. And your career looks to be heading in the right direction, and Winning Ponies would like to thank you for taking time away from your busy schedule and joining us this evening. Best of luck in racing in any and all that you do, Chantel. Thank you. <laughs> Have a great evening. You That's too. been Chantel Sutherland, rider extraordinaire, hustler, you hear it, Model, runway, docu-soap star, you name it, she's done it. But class act, I think, sums it up. That ends the second segment of Winning Ponies when we return from our break. We're going to be talking with our good friend, Dangerous Dan, in his weekend plan. So stay tuned, only if you want some winners, here on Winning Ponies. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. When you have a stroke, you may not even notice it right away. But then... Time passes... And the symptoms get worse. One minute you feel fine, and the next, your speech could be slurred or not make sense. One side of your body might become numb. You might see double. You drop the TV remote because you can't hold up your arm. That's because after a stroke, every minute you don't get help is another minute that your brain is being starved of oxygen. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face, arm, or leg, sudden trouble seeing, speaking, or understanding. If you experience any of these warning signs, call 911 immediately because time lost is brain lost. 
visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let winningponies.com make some money for you. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. And thank you for joining us each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, talking about the Sport of Kings. Just finished up with one class act, one Miss Chantel Sutherland. Speaking of class acts, we have one Mr. Dangerous Dan on the line. Dangerous, are you there? I am here, Ed. What do you think about Chantel? I think you had her blushing towards the end there, Ed. <laughs> hey, lucky we're on the phone, right? I mean, yeah, uh, exactly, because you got a face made for radio. You, you. you have got that right. I'm telling you, was she a class act or what? I mean, she was. She was a, she was a blast. She, she was very, very, very great. Uh, she was a great guest. Ed. Oh, super. I'm telling you, uh, you know, if, if attitude and energy takes you half the way, this girl is going to go miles and miles. And you know what? She's done a great job on jockeys. She just moved her tack back to Woodbine from San Anita. I mean, cracking San Anita, Dan, is no easy task. No, especially for a woman. I mean, there's not, I mean, if you look at their female, other than Crone, uh, there really hasn't been any really women went out there and succeeded. She did succeed out there, and uh, she could probably you know wouldn't surprise me if she went back and uh, and picked up where she left off. I think she will someday, and uh, give her some time. But you know, many great riders have come from the Woodbine uh, locale. Uh, Sandy Holly uh, be one that would come to your mouth uh, right now, uh, and. Uh, uh, Mr. Tard, let's see. Uh, how about uh, you? Got any others? Give, give me, give me one. I want, I want to test your uh, your your uh, woodbine. Uh, I, I want to, I want to see if you can do it. Oh, uh, one that. Uh, uh, how about uh, Patrick Husband? Patrick uh, Husbands. Uh, who's the guy that rides for uh, for uh, Reed Baker? For Reed Baker? Oh, uh, uh, I believe it's is it uh, Arico da Silva? Yeah, he came to Turfway last year on a. Tore him apart. Day and uh, took took two stakes. Yeah, tore them apart. Yeah. Dangerous. Do we have some races that we're going to handicap this week? We do, Ed. Uh, we're going to go to New York first. Uh, New York. Okay. You just want to get closer to Chantel, don't you? I can. Uh, hey, my on question is, Chantel, come to Kentucky. <laughs> come to Kentucky. You'll get plenty of mounts, and uh, you'll be treated awesomely. I think no matter where she rides, I think she's going to get the utmost respect. Her agent John Bell really works hard for, her, and uh, 
when you ride uh, when you ride with your head down like that, and her her attitude and energy is just so high. I think she could ride anywhere in any circuit. If you can do it on SoCal, you can go anywhere. So we're going to start in Aqueduct uh, in uh, New York, and we're going to go. I guess the ninth race. Uh, yes, we're going to go to the ninth race at Aqueduct. Seven furlongs, better roses handicap for fillies and mares, three year olds and upward. It is a great two, worth one hundred fifty thousand dollars. I think it's a two horse race. Ed. I'm going to I'm going to go with Lovely Isle, the one horse uh, trained by Robert Frankel, ridden by Jorge Chavez. Ed, who'd Jorge Chavez ride when he won the Derby? Oh my goodness! Now you're going to do it. Jorge Chavez rode. Uh, let me guess. It's. Uh, I can still see it as of yesterday. Uh, how about Pleasant Colony? I believe it was uh, Monarchos. Really? No, no, no. You're talking about Johnny Velasquez. No, Jorge. Oh, Jorge Chavez. Jorge Chavez. Oh, excuse me. I, I misunderstood who you said. Oh yeah. I was going back to Pleasant Colony with. Uh, well, uh, never mind. Go ahead. Proceed. Anyway, you're trying to stumble me up there, Big Daddy. This horse is third off the poly. Ed has been off a couple months, but this is his third race uh, off the poly, which is an angle that uh, I know you use, and uh, a lot of people are starting to to go with this angle. Um, ran against, I think he's she's been running against better down in Florida. The two horse Distorted Passion, trained by Todd Pletcher, run by Cornelio Velasquez, looks like the top choice, but I think she's been facing a little easier than a Lovely Isle. So we'll, I think Lovely Al just is a little more of a classier filly, and I think she'll get the job done on Saturday. Ed. You know, I like Distorted Passion. Cornelio Velasquez, this guy, to me, is very underrated, and which only weighs out for the betting public that, you know, he he will return a little higher yield on investment here. Run in a nice grade two, ran second at 11-1, to one, save ground willingly, Danny Boy, and uh, looks to be more of a a little bit of an all-weather type for five out of six in the money, but being up at Aqueduct, I believe she's there for a reason. Uh, a daughter of distorted humor, they're going to go from six to seven panels, which, in my opinion, I think Todd Pletcher, I, how can you even begin to second-guess him? And Cornelia Velasquez is not 18 years old. This guy is a seasoned veteran. And if you take a look down there, I believe there's a bullet workout on April 13th, Four furlongs and 47, do you see that? 47. You know, they probably had the track really fast that day because it was a very special card, just like Florida Derby Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, you're not going to let this guy up for nothing. I mean, but, hey, but Pletcher did. Well, he, he, made, a, he made a complete crazy man out of himself on, on, on this scope that day. Yes. I mean, I, I think they're going to talk about that for years to come. But, Danny, I'm going to go with Distorted Passion. I like Cornelio Velasquez. I believe we spoke about him uh, a few times. I like to stretch out. And on April 13th of the Belmont training track, uh, four furlongs and 47, one of 38 works. I think this gal gets the job done. But I'm going to box her up with your pick. Where do we go from here, Danny boy? Let's go out to California, Ed. We're going to go to 7th at Santa Anita. About six and a half furlongs on the turf. Uh, the San Simeon or Simeon Simeon handicap, yeah, something like that. Grade three. <laughs> it's a hundred thousand dollars on the downhill turf course for four year olds and upward. I really like Prussian here at the two, uh, trained by Mike Mitchell, uh, written by Raphael Bejarano. Uh, just won an optional claimer sixty two five on first start since August. Look for this horse to improve off off of that race. Um, 
the thing I that 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 kind of uh made me wonder a few things was Bay Around has opted to stay in California. I believe he has his Derby mount now with uh, Papa Clem. Um, he could have probably had a, a mount or two in the Lexington, a couple horses he's ridden. So uh, I look for him to have a big day at Santa Anita on Saturday. So keep an eye on him. I agree with Prussian. I, I think this is a very nice little colt by Danzig. Mike Mitchell is winning at 29% out there. In the last 60 days, these guys are winning 23% together, 57% of the money. One for one at Santa Anita. Second start off a layoff, and Mike Mitchell is 45% in the money. Danny Boy, turf starts, Mitchell wins 22%. I mean, this guy is also devastating with claimers, and, and when he, you should see his, his yield off of a claim. Now, if you take a look at this four-year-old Colt, uh, who he's actually faced. I mean, he's running against some of the who's who, but cutting back to six and a half, I think, is just what the doctor ordered. And Bay Hirano in the saddle, I think you can bet early and bet often. But, I mean, do we throw out Desert Code completely in this race? You can use him. I think I think another horse that, that, that's very usable here is the four Tiz West. Uh, coming out of the Del Mar Derby, he hasn't ran since August, but he seems to, to run run well. Uh, fresh, and I think he just needed a break. And he's a four-year-old colt, but gone west by C, by C. Tizzy Mare Tiz So, trained by Richard Mandela. And we all know that Richard Mandela will have have a horse ready to run. Yes, he will. Actually, two for two at Santa Anita. You know, two starts and uh, two wins. I think uh, you know the layoff since October, August thirty-first from Del Mar. You know, Dan, when you're running on the when you're running on the weeds, it really isn't such a big deal. And as you said about Richard Mandela bringing them ready, he's forty percent in the money with ninety days away. What do you think about that? That's, that's a very very keen status. But take a look at the grade twos. I mean, this old boy has been running against some of the who's who's. Been running some really nice races here. I think this six and a half, this grade three. Might be a prep for bigger and better things. As you said, Richard Mandela brings ready. He's only winning 24%. Vicky Espinosa is winning 17%. The last 60 days, these guys are winning 45% together, 55% in the money. And Espinosa is a 40% in the money turf rider. I mean, they say the numbers don't lie. And there's a whole lot of numbers I threw at you right there. But, I mean, I think it just, uh, I, I think it does. Uh, solidifies that Tiz West might be a nice accompanying uh, partner for Prussian in this race. I, I think you got to box him up and maybe throw in Desert Code for the for the try. I agree. Dan, you want to hang in for the last break? Yeah, I'll hang around. All right. No you hang Chantel, in. but I, I got a pretty face, too. <laughs> it is time to head into a break. When we return, we're going to finish up with the final furlong here on Winning Pony. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horse Stradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. When you have a stroke, you may not even notice it right away. But then... 
time passes and the symptoms get worse. One minute you feel fine and the next, your speech could be slurred or not make sense. One side of your body might become numb. You might see double. You drop the TV remote because you can't hold up your arm. That's because after a stroke, every minute you don't get help is another minute that your brain is being starved of oxygen. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face, arm, or leg, sudden trouble seeing, speaking, or understanding. If you experience any of these warning signs, call 911 immediately because time lost is brain lost. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back once again to Winning Ponies. This is the final furlong. This is where we keep talking horses and keep picking winners for the weekend. And as that uh, wonderful voice said, you can drop me an email if there's somebody you'd like to hear as our special guest. Suggest away, because we'll see if we can actually get them on. We've had some uh, had some names here. We've had Pat Day, Steve Cawthon, Chris McCarron, Chantel Sutherland. Hopefully we're going to have some trainers coming up and possibly even some professional handicappers that write for some of the last remaining big-time news beats in the nation. So it's going to be a whole lot of fun. And talking about a whole lot of fun, we got the dangerous Dan Mann in the house with his weekend plan. Dangerous, you still there? I ain't going nowhere, Ed. I'd like to hear that. Dangerous, you've got, uh, I believe, uh, you got a few down. you got any more for us? Yeah, let's go to the ninth at... Uh... Santa Anita, the mile and quarter. Santa Barbara handicap, grade two, purse 200,000 for four-year-olds and up. Still a Maris, four-year-olds and up. I, I think it's a one-horse race, Ed. I'm going in a nine, Black Mamba, trained by John Sadler, ridden by Joel Rosario. Uh, horse was fourth by two to champ Elise's last time out against the boys, uh, going a mile and a half. She, she ran a bang-up race to only lose to that horse by two. Church service was in the race also. Uh, I, I think this Philly stands out against the girls, Ed. Joel Rosario really is a nice little rider. And uh, in the last 60 days of Saddler, he's winning 38%, 69% in the money, and uh, in a 40% in the money turf rider. That last race was against the boys. Go back two races ago, Dan, in the grade two at uh, Oakland, or excuse me, not Oakland, but Oak Tree at Santa Anita was a beaten favorite. I love playing this angle as well. She's been a bit of a bridesmaid. Seven starts, zero wins, three seconds, and three-thirds. So actually six for seven in the money. Bit of a bridesmaid, but she has faced some really tough gals. And last time against the boys was only five to one. Three wide on the turn and out kick and ran a nice fourth out of eight runners. I think Black Mamba 
gets my money on Saturday. I mean, I think I might have to stretch out with a couple of couple of prices underneath and uh, and go from there. I, I wouldn't be objecting to go with Magical Fantasy with Alex Solis on the rail for Patty Gallagher. Uh, I agree with that, and maybe uh, even the five, Doug O'Neill, Grace Anatomy. Uh, Grace Anatomy was thought to be a pretty good filly uh, about this time last year. And, uh, you know, you can't really uh, – you've got to give this horse a shot, too. Well, we'll just take him and box him up, but uh, we both agree on Black Mamba. Where to next, Danny Boy? Let's go to Kentucky, Ed. Let's go to, uh, let's go to the 8th at Keeneland. Uh, the uh, Giant Causeway. $100,000, five and a half furlong on the turf, and this is a very competitive race, Ed. I know we talked about this race earlier today, and uh, I, I, I'm going with Genuine Devotion, Ed, the 11 horse, trained by Kieran McLaughlin, ridden by uh, Anthony Garcia, or Alan Garcia. Uh, five-year-old mare by Rocka Gibraltar, uh, look at the last, Four races, they all have wins at the end of them on the running lines. And it has around since July, but uh, I think this horse will, will fire fresh, Ed. It's a million-dollar sales purchase there, Danny Boy, yeah. uh, daughter of Rocco Gibraltar. Got a lot of speed. Alan Garcia, I mean, this guy is really doing well, and he rides very well for Kieran McLaughlin, who, in, in my opinion, is a very good horseman. In that race, Dan, they're going five and a half, so you know there's a lot of speed in there. Oh, yeah. I, I like classify. Sean Brismahan, Steve Asmussen teaming up together. These guys, they can run on broken glass or the highway and get it done. The mayor, Classic Olympia, was a stakes winner. And uh, this daughter of Unbridled Song, and from what I'm seeing, Unbridled Song is throwing a lot of winners on the poly, but I'm also seeing the poly horses, and it actually happened today at uh, Keeneland. Two horses actually stepped up that had never been on the Keeneland turf. They were poly runners. And one of them was Hot Cha-Cha, who you gave out a few weeks ago, and just got bested by a nose. But Unbridled Song is actually throwing out a lot of winners at the Keeneland Meet. I believe five right now. So uh, I'm going to go with Classified. That five-and-a-half five furlong race at Bienville at the fairgrounds was enough to sell me. But you know what? I'm going to box it up with your pick just the same. All right, Ed. Where do we go next? We're for time here, and I'm going to rush here and give you the winner of the Coolmore Lexington, the ninth at Keeneland. Ninth of Keeneland. Go for it. Yes. Uh, I, I would not bet Square Eddie here. Um, I, I the He cost me a giant pick three back when he lost to San Rafael to uh, the Pamplemousse. Um, I'm, I think the horse is, uh, maybe needs one. I don't really think uh, they really need the earnings. Um, I think this horse wants to go to Derby. He's probably in. I, I think he's in the top 20, isn't he? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. You know, r- right now with the, the greatest stakes, we talked about that a little earlier. I mean, this is this is really the last stop. I mean, uh, on on the scene before the Derby. Yeah, the, the last one with, to win was charismatic. I'm going to go with the. Uh, yeah, you're right. I'm going to go with the horse that uh, a little fresh here. Uh, let's go with Omniscient, uh, trained by Steve Asmussen, ridden by Robbie Alvarado. Uh, horse is uh, two for three. Hasn't tried stakes yet, but has one on the dirt. It's one on the fast track at fairgrounds. One in the slop, and I uh, look. His buyers keep going up each race. I think this horse is going to get better with the more distance, going a mile on the 16th. He's uh, by Paul Pitt out of a no-actor mare. This horse definitely has a turf future. No-actor is a nice Florida bred who used to put out a lot of turf runners. And uh, look for this horse to uh, improve with the added distance and maybe a price set. 
I agree with your opening comment about Square Eddie. If he wins, he's going to win without me. And, and I don't think that you're going to get that much of a price. But they're going to go a mile and a 16th. And at Keeneland, there's two finish lines. There's for all others, and a mile and a 16th is a bit shorter. So you strategically have to make your move about the three-eighths even more so. And by the quarter pole, you're, you're really trying to draw off, and you can actually hold on from there because it's such a short run to the mile and the 16th. I'm going to go with, uh, with a sustained closer, and that'd be conservative. Kent DeSormo for Shug McGahee, in the last 60 days, these guys are 100% in the money together. And, uh, you know, Dan, what really kind of uh, tilted, tilted me in this direction, actually the last three were turf, turf, and off of the turf. Alan Garcia was actually slated to ride, and he's, uh, he's jumping ship here. But I like conservative. I like the way Kent DeSormo actually fits for McGahee. And uh, four for six in the money, another unbridled song. Now, you know, as I was saying before, I mean, really throwing him out there nicely. I mean, do we box him up? I mean, Omniscient looks very, very nice to me. But, uh, you know, stepping up to a grade two, this, and, and Pulpit actually is throwing out some very nice poly runners. This is something that, as handicappers, we really need to kind of, uh, you know, re-educate ourselves. It's not like the traditional dirt surface, is it? It's not. It's not, and that's why I think Parade Clown could probably hit the board as well. Uh, so you might want to use him with the, with them with omniscient and conservative. Uh, Parade Clown just ran fourth in the lane's end, but was right there in the final furlong and just faded towards the end. And uh, we all seen what hold me back did. He came back and ran second in the bluegrass. Nice distorted humor is Julian Le Peru uh, taking off Koa uh, after the lane's end. Hold me back who ran second in the bluegrass. Uh, actually won the lane's end. And actually finished fourth, uh, fourth in that race. I think Parade Clown can be a player. Mile of 16th comes into question, but it might be the right way. Dan, time flies when you're talking about the sport of kings. And everybody out there, tune in each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, for more Winning Ponies. Winning Ponies, I'd like to thank our special guest of the week, Chantel Sutherland. And you, Dangerous Dan, with your weekend plan. Most importantly, you for tuning in. And until next week, may all your winners be many and your photos be few. Good luck, everyone. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.